On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the Maui boys are back, Tate. Yes. The Maui Invitational, as scooped by us mm. two hours after Matt Norlander, credit but still us. Credit, credit us. us. Still credit us. We are official. <laughs> we weren't. We uh, learned this when I scooped Coach K. If you're not the official scoop, then it doesn't count. Yes, we were the official scoop once again, <laughs> and we were also not first once again somehow <laughs> because the scoops game hates me. I think I'm just like. I, I don't know what I've done to the scoops gods, but yeah. uh, I've I, I will be paying for my Brad Stevens oh, remember blunders that for the rest State of my game life. Game that you scooped, yeah, and then no one took it seriously. Yeah, but that was great though. Um, the Maui Invitational <laughs> bracket uh, was released, and uh, we're going to talk about it. We are Maui guys. We're going. Uh, Ohio State will be there. I have yes. officially in the um, we got the bracket. What was it like Thursday of last week? And yeah. we were told to not talk about hold it. We were hold, told to hold, 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 hold. I was literally on the phone with my mom and uh, we were just bouncing stuff around and I was like, yeah, you know, another thing that's happened in my life, I just got the Maui bracket. That's pretty cool. She's like, oh yeah, who's Ohio State player? I was like, I can't tell you, mom. It's it's an embargo. Like I can't, yes. you gotta hold. You gotta hold. <laughs> and then it still leaks before we put it out. Um, but uh, in the time since I've gotten the bracket, I, I would like to officially report that I've talked myself into Ohio State winning the Maui Invitational. No way. At least 100 times. Oh, and wow. I have talked this into losing all three games in embarrassing fashion mm. at least 100 times. Well, you got you to gotta feel and, both sides. Yeah. You got to play out both sides. I like that. I, I need Nathan Fielder to uh, to come <laughs> the help rehearsal. me. Yeah, to do a rehearsal <laughs> with the Maui Invitational because I am just all over the place emotionally. Mark, the Buckeyes are down 42 right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Arthur Kaluma <laughs> just got an alley-oop. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about the matchups. We're going to talk about some of the players. We're going to, uh, we're not, this isn't officially preseason mode. Don't panic. No. If you're listening to the show and you're like, wait a second, I thought we were still in the off season. Have we shifted into preseason? We have not. It's off season. We have shifted, we have shifted into pre off season, preseason this Maui. The, yes. We, this is just, just, just a Maui one-off preseason slash off season. Is it, this is the pre preseason yes. for Maui only. Yes, way too early. The way too early Maui preseason pre yes. update. Yeah, <laughs> and also future bump. Uh, also, uh, we got Dave Odom, tournament chairman, um, mm. joining us to talk about how he put the bracket together. Yeah, um, why he put the bracket together. What is the Maui Invitational anyway? Thirty mm -hmm. ninth uh, annual, hosted yeah. by Chaminade, and also yeah. Dave Odom. In case you don't know this, kids, he coached Tim Duncan. That's true. He did pretty big. He you know did. what I mean? Like. It, he probably doesn't want us to say that because he's like, oh, shucks, you know? But we're going to say that. Is, is, is Dave Odom the greatest tobacco road coach who currently is retired, mm. would you say? If you're doing like a power rankings, a guy who coached on tobacco road that doesn't coach anymore? Yeah, I mean. He's Roy, up there. He's, he might be 1B to Roy To Roy Wood, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Tobacco Road, we also are, we have to talk about this. Zion Williamson is officially fat. The debate is over. <laughs> <laughs> the debate is over. It's written in legal documents that this man is fat. Yeah. What the hell? I'm glad that we decided to wait to talk about we, this because so, I had to digest all the information, but you're right. It's this true. news broke right as we were wrapping last show we did. And we were and, and I looked at Tate and I was like, dude, I think we gotta turn the mics back on and, and record. And he was like, I don't know, man. We gotta we gotta devote more time to it than just attack on at the end of the show. So that's what we're going to do. Uh also, uh, there might be a Bronny James recruiting update yes. that is worth hitting on. Rutgers basketball. <laughs> All that coming up, but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical 
All right, let's start with these Maui matchups, Tate. Uh, I'm going to read through the matchups real quick, and then we can pick it apart and talk about what's interesting, what's yeah. not. Um, all of it's interesting. First of all, absolutely insane loaded field. Just mm. bonkers field, as is customary with Maui, but this year is taken to another level. This year is, like, Maui is officially back. Maui is... Yes. Is Maui back. got the Maui bump. Maui got the Maui bump. We didn't think yeah. that was possible, but you look at this field, and it checks Next out. year's field is also insane, but mm. we'll save that. That's, that's way too early. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the 40th that's, annual, yeah. 2023. That's the way, 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 way too early discussion. Ooh. We'll save that Ooh. for a second. But this year's field, uh, here, here are the games. Here's the first round, the the first round games in this year's Maui Invitational, November 21st through 23rd. Uh, it will be an insane sports week, unlike anything we have ever seen. Maui Invitational, Rivalry Week in college football. Mm. Uh, there will be NFL games. There's Thanksgiving, so uh, those NFL games. But then also the Sunday, also the World Cup will be going on. It'll just <laughs> yeah. be the wildest it's, week of yeah. college basketball and it's and rivalry weekend and, in college football I mean, yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah oh yeah on top of all of it um so but this is this is november 21st first game out of the gate will be texas tech versus creighton mm. um that that is game one the winner of that game and the loser i guess the loser still played the loser of that game will play the loser of that game but you know what I mean? we, 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 we're winners <laughs> well, only yeah let's talk about the winners uh the winner of that game will then play the winner of louisville arkansas Ooh. So already taught like four programs that are, are going to show out that have like, I mean, Arkansas and Texas Tech fans, I, I cannot wait to see the, the turnout from both of those fan bases. Yeah, the last time we saw Texas Tech, they were playing Old Town Road and oh uh, they were shooting guns in the crowd. It felt like you were at one of those European basketball games there, in Greece that Rick Bettino used to coach in where there was like fireworks shooting out. But we were at a Final Four game. I don't know Final how it worked, game. but we saw it. Uh, if, if, if Arkansas and Texas Tech meet, it's either going to be like, <laughs> Full on brawl. It's a duel. It's a. It's a like. <laughs> there will be just all sorts of casualties in the in the stands. Or I could see it going the other way, and they're all like best friends. friends. They're all yes. just like, hey, yes. buddy, you're not too bad. Yeah, hey, you're not too bad either. What room are you in? <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's the top half of the bracket. The bottom half. <laughs> Ooh, here it here. It my goes. beloved Ohio State Buckeyes team. Mm-hmm. The. Ohio State Buckeyes. Trademark the. Trademark. Just say yeah. the. Don't that, even say the name us, anymore. Just actually, I have to write a check to the school after I just said that. <laughs> That's going to cost me $30. Uh, versus the San Diego State Aztecs. We're going to talk about it in a second. I, I, I'm all over the place with what's going to happen there. And then finally, Cincinnati, Arizona is the last game. Uh, the So my, my, my broad view for this, I, I put my notes together for the show. I knew obviously we were going to talk about this. I was, I was doing a little research on all the teams. Um, I genuinely believe there are at least six NCAA tournament teams here. I agree. And there, there's probably seven. I would say Louisville is the one team that does not expect to make the NCAA tournament, but it's also Louisville, which is one of the greatest college basketball programs ever. And we saw last so, year, the first-year head coaches, they come in with a little bit of juice. Who knows? Good things happen. Yeah. Mike Woodson, Hubert Davis. Would, would you agree with me that Louisville is probably the quote-unquote worst, which I don't say is like yes. a slide to Louisville, just more like the field's so loaded. that Yeah, to put it in perspective, John Rostein ranked Louisville 14th out of 15 teams in the ACC and his preseason rankings. So John mm-hmm. Rothstein thinks that they are the 14th best team in the ACC, and I think they're better than that. I'm a big Jalen Withers guy. I have them at 12, honestly. In the I ACC. have them at 11 okay. and climbing. Okay. <laughs> moving up, moving in the right direction. But I, I think Louisville's the team here that if, if things go poorly and they were to lose, let's say, three games, they still learn something here, and they're still getting a profile you know, by being in these games. Right. So it's good news. Right, and like I said, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of the great college basketball programs. I, I, yes. I don't, I don't want to say the B word. I don't want to say the B word because mm-hmm. they don't have blue in their colors. But they're true blood. They're, they, they're, you know, as a program, they're certainly the, no Louisville season, even, even given the circumstances of this team and first year coach and all that. 
I don't think any Louisville fan or anyone within the basketball program ever goes into season saying, we're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Let's not even try, you know? Exactly. So they're going to be And they something. believe in Kenny Payne. Yeah. And Kenny Payne has, like, got something up his sleeve. I don't know what it is, but, hey, maybe he gets an upset here in Maui. Uh, otherwise, I mean, Texas Tech is going to be nasty. Creighton's going to be top five. Uh, Louisville, we already talked about. Arkansas is going to be top ten, top mm -hmm. five. They're, they're a little bit different team than they've had the past couple years, but they have maybe the best, I mean... The number one freshman. I mean, every freshman's the number one freshman, but this one's the one of the number yes. one freshmen. And uh, they Nick, probably Nick have like twenty transfers that we don't yeah. even know about. Yeah, just yeah, stowed like, away, ready to there's go. There's no way of knowing about them. <laughs> no way. Eric Musselman doesn't even know about them. They just like show up. He gave everybody seven. an offer that was in the portal, yeah. and he said, "We'll see who comes." Uh, Buckeyes, a lot of question marks. Uh, a lot of roster turnover. Um, we, we can talk about it in a second, but San Diego State is going to. Uh, Matt Bradley's back, who is absolutely terrifying, and I've already had nightmares about. Uh, Cincinnati has their top three scorers back. They got Landers Nolly from Memphis. They got Rob Finnessy from Indiana. Uh, Arizona has guys back, you remember. They have Courtney Ramey from Texas. Um, Courtney th Ramey. They're, they're, like, He's becoming a staple in college basketball <laughs> at this point. So my point, my overarching point about this Maui Invitational is it is absolutely loaded. Uh, there, there are no gimmies. There are no cupcakes. Um, and there are a ton of great individual players, which I should have teased at the top. I'm, I did my Maui Hem list. No way. The Maui you Hem, did? the way too early preseason Maui Hems. Wow. Um, <laughs> the Maui Jim, should I, I, we should get Maui Jim to sponsor that. The Maui Jim, yeah, Maui Hems. I'm kind of concerned that as soon as you put that ranking out, we're into preseason mode. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, then I'm true. thinking about all these hymns. We should, uh, we should convince Maui Jim to let us at the Maui Invitational put a lay on the guy that we deem the Maui him, the yes, MVP, is different from the MVP. Because mm -hmm. like the the 2020 season, Obi Toppin was Maui him. Yes. Like I think Devonte uh, or no, it wasn't Devonte Graham. It was uh, Devon Dotson. Dotson. Yeah. yeah, it would have been Devon Dotson or was it Azubuke who won? It was probably Dotson. That it was won. probably Dotson, but Azubuke was. I think it was Dotson. I think it was. I think it was Dotson. In my head, um, it was Dotson. Dotson, I think, won MVP. Mm -hmm. Let's say it was Dotson. Um, but we decided that Obi Toppin was Maui him. Yes. And we go, we put the lay on and him. And Anthony Edwards was honorary him. Honorary him. Yes. We we get we we put the lay on him, and then he has to do the Mike Bray picture mm -hmm. as part of the like mm -hmm. he takes his shirt off and flexes like Mike Bray in the locker room in Notre Dame one, and that's and, like and the, then he has to come new... with us and pay for Maui sunglasses where he gets forty yeah, percent discount. <laughs> <laughs> he has to buy a pair of glasses. And he's like, but, but excuse me, I'm Maui him, and they're like, <laughs> no. No, they're like care. only forty percent off. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my Maui hymns list though. My this is my Maui the him watch list of the Maui Invitational. It's it's pretty bonkers. They're it, there, there are so many good players in this thing. It's gonna um, be good. So, where do you want to start with this? As we're as we're sussing out uh, what stands out to us, the what, first uh, thing that popped in my mind when I saw these eight teams, and again, like you said, probably seven tournament teams here in both of our minds, I said to myself, "Who's the favorite?" You know, mm -hmm. and and I play it out in my head. I could, you know, obviously Creighton's a top five type team. I feel like Arkansas in the must bus has a lot of mojo going into this event. One slight that I did want to point out um, for your Buckeyes. They're not the home team. They they are San Diego State is the home team. Well, they're um, closer to Maui. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. But that worries me. And they're on ESPNU, so they're seems what? like yeah. Wait, what? The first game is on ESPNU. Dude, the disrespect. Yeah. So, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I am. That serious. really worries me. So those slights make me think that maybe Maui knows something about this matchup that you don't want to know. And also, I did figure this out. We had our Big Ten stat of the week about how these were all the first-time head coaches in Maui. The Dutcher, the Flying Dutchman, Brian yeah. Dutcher, he has coached in Maui before. Where? Where? In? 2018. 
Where at, at, at San Diego State? San Diego State. Did he really? Yeah, they were one and two. So so Brian Dutcher has the most experience in the Maui field. Was going the- up going up against your Buckeyes. He went one and two in twenty eighteen. Oh man. But but I'm just telling you that this is this oh, is was, my this is my concern. Uh, this is my concern that San Diego State knows something about the they're dude, playing now the I'm worried. and I'm worried too. So that and now I wanted to point out the slights because I think that Ohio State should be the home team, but like you said, maybe it's proximity. I, I didn't realize that about Brian Dutcher. I was looking it up. I thought that was oh God. I didn't know he was coaching a, I'm San telling Diego you. State he's got the he's got the experience. He's got the experience. He likes Maui. I thought that was Steve Fisher still when San Diego State was <laughs> yeah. there. It was not. It was not. It was Dutcher. I think it was his first year, maybe. But crap. But when you think about it, dude, Matt Bradley and uh, spoiler alert. I don't. I don't want to completely spoil my Maui Hems <laughs> list. But I was watching. I was grinding the Matt Bradley tape today. Yeah, he's good. <sighs> he's good. I mean, San, San Diego State <laughs> is going to win the Mountain West, right? I mean, I would. I would presume yeah. they're going to win the Mountain West. So when you look at this field. Creighton's supposed to win the Big East, you know. I mean, th- these are the co- there are yeah, a lot of I conference mean, so champions. So Arkansas here. is probably not the favorite in the SEC. Arkansas has a lot of question marks in terms of like being young, but they're they are talented as hell, man. They got three exactly. five star guys. They lost basically their whole team from last year, which is usually not great. Yeah. Usually not what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Note's gone. Jalen Williams gone. Um, Chris Likes is gone. I could go through the whole list, but you could just Google <laughs> yeah. the rest. Um, but Nick Smith is uh, is is one of them ones as we say yes. on the show and mm-hmm. i I'm, I'm really fascinated but I, I i should say too that like if arkansas was duke or kentucky we would be rolling our eyes at the idea of like you're just going to roll the ball out for three five stars and, and expect because you went to back-to-back elite eights now you're going to be good mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way calm down everybody but since their jerseys say something other than duke and kentucky i'll buy into it uh, yeah you know i'm kind of I mean? into it like every other program yeah. when they get like three five stars i'm like damn dude they're gonna be pretty good and duke's like we got seven five stars i'm like yeah we've yeah seen that we'll before. see we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see how good they are we'll see <laughs> how many of them reclass <laughs> yeah. then we'll see but you're right i think muscle meme aka eric muscleman has an identity with his arkansas group and they're trying to get over the hump to get into that category where they're you know, yeah. talking about being a true blood, a blue blood, a new blood, whatever gonna, you want to call it. They're going to be all over the place in the preseason polls. Not like I don't like no one's going to be dumb enough to put them at like twenty four or anything. I, but I, yeah. I think there'll be like some polls that'll have them at like fourth, mm-hmm. and, and some like twelfth. But they'll probably settle in at like yeah tenth or eleventh actually mm-hmm. when it all all the dust settles. I think Creighton will be the favorite going into this, or at least. Creighton is the favorite going into of all the teams in the Mount Invitational. Creighton will, I, I feel confident, will be the highest ranked team in the preseason AP poll. Is that yeah. a fair way of saying it? That's, I don't know what's going to happen between now and Maui. I agree. You might lose a game or two on the way, or someone might look like Arkansas might come out of the gate and win every game by ninety before they get to Maui, and we're mm-hmm. like, all right, we changed our mind. Maybe Arkansas should be the favorite. Um, but I, th- I think Creighton is is going to be the highest ranked team. In the I people. I agree with that. I'm worried about Creighton carrying that burden of being, you know, that yeah. team. And what really scares me is a team like Arizona that's going to be there that I think really might be that team. I think Arizona could sneak. Arizona interesting. Be a team that you know, as we talk, we keep talking about Creighton and Arkansas, but Arizona's right there. Tough matchup in that first game against West Miller, but. Well, I, 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 I see, see Arizona going on. The I run. see Creighton, Texas Tech is not fun. Out of the at nine thirty a.m. tip local time, uh, Creighton it, is the favorite, quote unquote, to win Texas this Tech thing. is going to be all. And up you in got their Texas grill. Tech, yeah. to open the tournament. Come on, at nine thirty a.m. after being on the island for like four days, chilling and having a good time, and Texas then the Tech ball's is, tipped, and yeah. like you got Mark Adams' defense. <laughs> He's in like, your pick face him up full and, court. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, I don't want to be part of that. Exactly. Hell no. That's what worries me about Creighton. I feel like even though they are the home team, they got a tough draw with Texas Tech. Arizona, I, I could see when I close my eyes and I do the Maui test of like who's holding up the Duke trophy, I see the Wildcats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I got to let me try that. <laughs> uh, I'm closing it. I see it. It's a red team. Okay. Okay. So okay. is it Louisville? Is it red. Texas Tech? <laughs> great. Great is out. It's great is out. Is it Arkansas shade of red? Is it? No. No. Okay. There's a little. It, it's a scarlet. I see scarlet. Okay. It, what's the other color? It's gray. It's gray. Okay. We see scarlet. We see gray. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, my. Uh, the Buckeyes part of this is. <laughs> There are 10 million question marks around Ohio State. Uh, the the number one question mark is, are we any good? <laughs> like, are we simply a good... This is like mm. Chris Holman does this going into every season where he just downplays the roster. He's, He's sandbagging. Like, we're, there, he, he, he shrugs his shoulders. He's like, we could be like 12 deep, honestly. We could be... <laughs> I might tighten the rotation. There's no way of knowing. I know Zed Key is definitely going to start for this team. Yes. I, I'm 100% sure about that. Same. Um... Just assuming we'll start if he's healthy, but like, good luck trying to decide if he's healthy. The, mm -hmm. the, the Buckeyes are getting ready to go on a Bahamas trip, and like, apparently, just assuming isn't even like full 100%. Yet. And if you ask me what he, what injury he's battling back from, I would say all of them. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, at this yeah, point. Yes. All of them. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Seth Towns is still at Ohio State, believe it or not. I shit you not. No Dave, way. You're going to think this is a joke. I shit you not. This is his seventh year in college basketball. That is not an exaggeration. No, he's a seventh-year senior. He played for Tommy Aronka yeah. at least five years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, he he transferred to Ohio State when Thad was there, I think. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't even know anymore, honestly. Um, but he's been he's 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 not going to actually play, but he's like a carrot that gets dangled in front of us. Yeah. He's like he's it's like just remember he was, Seth Towns. Ivy League player of the year. Yeah. He could come back. You know, he might, are different. Might, it might be dip, but he's not going to come back. And then there's a bunch. We have a bunch of transfers. Tanner Holden from Wright State averaged 20 a game at Wright State. Mm. Um, this is not Wright State. This is Big Ten, big boy basketball. We'll see. I hope he I hope it translates. I hope he's awesome. I don't think he's going to average 20 points a game this year, but I hope he does. Yeah. You know, I'm right there with you. Uh, Sean McNeil from West Virginia. He's a Buckeye now. Mm. Isaiah Likely from Oklahoma State. That was the big one. He's a big one. I'm, yeah. I'm excited about him. We got a great recruiting class of like a bunch of guys that are pretty good, but not like that's, that's kind of like it, Arkansas's five stars. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like how good are the recruits? How good are the Rick transfers going to be? Them four plus stars. <laughs> yeah. They're not five stars. We got a bunch four of four plus, plus stars. stars. We got transfers that like 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 likely can't shoot. Like like the scouting report on him is he's a bulldog. He's tough. <laughs> can't shoot to save his life. He <laughs> gets downhill. Yeah. Now. <laughs> you're like, touches the pain like, i don't know if that's what we need but also like it is kind of what we need uh tanner holden again it's like the guy lights it up but then last year in the NCAA tournament he played arizona actually who you might get to play again um wasn't great against arizona uh in the ncaa tournament so it's like i don't know what's going to happen there i don't know if everyone's going to be healthy i don't know all i know is zed key is going to have like five or six moments this season that make me love him and want to buy his jersey yes and that's about it and i don't know if they're going to happen in the nit in the maui invitational <laughs> And the and the it starts in Maui and the thirteen versus twelve Big Ten tournament game played on like Monday morning. It's it starts in Maui and I like the like I feel like if I close my eyes in a best case scenario I do see an Ohio winners bracket I do see Ohio mm. State Cincinnati I see Wes Miller getting a signature win against an Arizona team that's kind of figuring it out they're they're enjoying paradise a little bit too much 
and then we get Ohio in the winner's bracket. But if it doesn't happen that way, and we get Ohio in the loser's bracket, it's still yeah. interesting. You know what I mean? Because we still get Cincinnati, Ohio State. So that's what I do like about this bracket, because if it does go either way, it could still be fun, even if we're on the wrong side of things. I don't want to play Arizona or Cincinnati. I, d- <laughs> I want to opt out. How do I opt out? Jalen Johnson, where are you? I feel like... Teach uh, us. Yeah, yeah. Teach, I wanna, us yeah teach, teach us how to opt out. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, you felt going into the final four, but probably a little, probably not as intense, I would say. <laughs> probably not to that level. But uh, the, the the idea of like, I don't actually want to play this game, but if you tell me we're going to win, then I do want to play. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. Like all my, my mind's only going to losing. Like, first of all, we're going to lose to San Diego State, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, But we're still going to have to play Cincinnati or Arizona in the second game. And then my mind's like, are, it, it will not entertain a possibility where we win either one of those games. Yeah, trap games. Yeah, so back to back, bad matchups. So like I'm, I'm like, if we lose to San Diego State, just just wave the white. How do we wave the white flag without mm-hmm. waving the without being the worst losers, case scenario you know? is that you lose to San Diego State and then Arizona gets upset and then they're in the losers bracket, but they need a redemption <laughs> game. <need> to, <laughs> and then <laughs> I don't know, man. Cincinnati's pretty good. It might not even be an upset. Like Arizona, like th- that's gonna be a great game for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Cincinnati is is uh, David Julius for like he's scared. Like we're gonna again, I'm gonna talk about these guys individually. Like spoiler, David Julius is gonna be on my uh, my him power rankings. But mm. Michigan transfer is playing for Cincinnati. Like this man hates Ohio State. He has to. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Do the math on that one. He played at Michigan and then he yeah. transferred to Cincinnati. He's like, and now where, he sees, he's like, where oh, else can I go to yeah. play Ohio State? <laughs> I hate these dudes. Um, and then Arizona, you know, Kirk Kreese is back. Tubelis is back. They got mm. Courtney Ramey. Um, I, you know, Kreese and... Are you worried about Ramey and Kreese in the backcourt together? Of course, dude. Yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm worried about Kreese that has like one game every five games he plays. He, like, he's actually not as awesome as I think he is, but he's, he shows up like one game he's every five games. He's one of them games. ones, yeah. Yeah. He, he when definitely he's at his has peak, the attitude of one of them ones. When he's, when he's firing <laughs> all cylinders, he's, it's incredible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course your mind goes to like the worst case scenario and he's going to do it against Ohio State in the second round. So like, I'm scared that we're going to look up day three. We're in the, the eighth place game <laughs> <laughs> against the Louisville team that's just trying to get a silver lining before yeah. they. And you guys are tapped out of it. And we Louisville's, got so many question marks. Like, like, we need to win. Yeah, we need one yeah. win. This is a program, and and then Kenny Payne wins. It's a program win, and we're the program win for Kenny Payne. And then DJ Wagner commits to Louisville the next day, and I'm just like, what the hell just happened? We just lost three games. Yeah, and DJ Wagner, unbelievable. Yeah, and we didn't even get DJ Wagner. We we were never getting him, but like, still, it stings to never get him. Um, who who haven't we talked? I mean, uh, Texas Tech. uh, I've kind of touched on it, but Kevin O'Banner back. Kerwin uh, Walton, Kerwin Walton transfer from North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, uh, Fardal's uh, A Mac from which is it, 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 uh, a, a wild name for those who've never heard it before. Mm-hmm. I understand that, and you're like, what did this man just say? Google that. <laughs> Fardal's A Mac from Utah Valley led the country in scoring two years ago, or yeah. in, in rebounding. I'm sorry, um, last year was second to Shibway. The man mm-hmm. grabs every single rebound. He's playing for Texas Tech. Where like, when you go to Texas Tech. Your rebounding and your defensive numbers just get bumped. Like it's just like they, they hand you like a goodie bag when you get on campus and you're like, here's one and a half more rebounds a game. And you're like, oh, thanks, coach. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. So this man is just going to dot, like he's going to have like a Sheboy type season. He's not as good offensively as Sheboy, but like the way we were talking about Sheboy grabbing every single rebound, that's, that's going to be him. A Max going to grab, he's, he, he's going to average 15. It's going to be him. For, that's going to be fun to watch, actually. Sheboy versus A Mac this year mm-hmm. for the rebounding title. Mm-hmm. We should get on that now. And Baycott. And Baycott, that's right. Mm-hmm. How about that? I mean, a big three right um, there. 
So, uh, you know, the, the, the Texas Tech machine rolls on. I think the Texas Tech fans are going to be bananas. I'm excited to see them. That's a really tough that. matchup for yeah, Creighton yeah. to open up yes. that tournament. Texas Tech, they might be the dark horse favorites of this tournament because, like you said, I mean, they're going to play defense, and they have an identity. A lot of these teams are still trying to figure out their identity. It seems like Mark Adams and Texas Tech, no matter who the players are, they play that type of game. So I uh, fun to watch. I forgot to mention San Diego State, Jaden Ledee from uh, – TCU. He's not he's not that great of a player, but uh he did he started his career at Ohio State and then transferred to TCU and now he just transferred to San Diego State and he's he's gonna give them personal like, vendetta. He's gonna give them like dirty minutes, you know. Like yeah. he I I don't know, he might play a bigger role for San Diego State, but I think San Diego State brings a lot of dudes back. They're gonna start a lot of upperclassmen. But um it's gonna be a personal this is like the game he goes up against Zed Key and he's like, I don't I'm I don't fear you at all. I mm -hmm. mean, like, are you shitting me? I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. That's why I transferred to prove you, that I was better you than you. You see in your mind a gimme that shit moment. Yeah, a gimme that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is I I saw the bracket initially and I just like that, that's how my, my brain works. It's like when I see Ohio State in a bracket, I immediately am like cakewalk <laughs> yeah, like a clear path easy done i was like so we got to beat them done 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 three wins done duke trophy maui him let's go smoking cigars on the top of lahaina civic center that would be great if that were to happen um, that would be nice but then i actually like sit down and think about it and mm. i start playing out all the scenarios and i'm i'm dr strange like going through all the timelines and i'm mm. like oh my god there are a lot of bad timelines that i didn't even consider <laughs> initially and that's where i'm at now so it's all right. I believe that we're going to have good basketball. And uh, to talk about this more, we got the tournament director, Dave Odom. Who's yeah, let's talk to him. Yeah, let's ask Coach Odom. He seems like the, the expert on all things Maui. All right, joining us now, we're lucky enough to have Maui Invitational Tournament Chairman Dave Odom, who, uh, as Tate said at the top, a former Wake Forest coach, Coach Tim Duncan, uh, absolute legend in college yes, basketball. Yes, back road legend. Everyone knows Dave Odom, but now he's uh, he's the Maui Invitational Tur Tournament uh, Chairman. And Coach, I guess I got to start there. Like, do you, in Tate and I's mind, you just live in Maui year-round <laughs> and you work like three days a year for the Maui Invitational. <laughs> I know that's probably not right. So where, where do you call home these days and what exactly is is your job with the Maui Invitational? To be quite honest, you, you're very close to being accurate, <laughs> uh, given the fact that we've been two years and have not been to Maui. So when I lay down at night, uh, my mouth uh, salivates <laughs> because I can feel that uh, Maui is not that far away, that there are thousands of people in the state of Hawaii that are dying for us to come. We're dying to come. And the players that we're going to bring over there or it'll be a delight for everybody. So uh, you're pretty close to being <laughs> exact and right. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited about the field, and uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it, Coach, because that field, Titus and I were going through it uh, earlier today, and we're, we're seeing about seven NCAA tournament teams, potentially. Mm -hmm. A lot of talent um, when, you, when you break this all down. So you were the one uh, probably amongst the committee that kind of you know, put these matchups together. So can we talk about these matchups and what you saw uh, in, in some of these games and why you wanted to pair teams up with each other? And specifically, like a, the first game jumps out, jumps out to us when you got Texas Tech taking on Creighton, a top-five team going against one of the best defenses in the country. Well, uh, again, you're exactly right. Um, <laughs> you know, every year I start off the process of trying to put the eight best teams together on the court in the Lahaina Civic Center at one time. Yep. Now, I'll be the first to admit we don't get that done every year, but we do get the eight best that we can get. Now, when you 
when you kind of pole vault away uh, to this year, um, I don't know that we could have done any better at this time. Now we don't know how to, we don't know how it's going to turn out. Uh, we don't know how the teams will play out in the season. We don't know how they're going to do at the end of the season. But I know when you look at it right now, my goal is to put the eight most highly balanced teams on the court to start the the, uh, the tournament that we can possibly get. Um, I know that we did that. Now, let me tell you how <laughs> or why I know that is because I had a devil of the time with the bracketing because <laughs> I, I wanted to be very, very conscious of our partner ESPN's mm. desire to have great first round games. And, you know, I, I flipped a couple of them and I changed this one and I went <laughs> that one to another bracket. And finally, um, I sought out, uh, our, our staff in Chicago and, and then we talked to ESPN and this is what we came up with. I think it's highly Im- important that we have great first round games with the prospect of great second round semifinal games. Yep. I don't know if if we just laid it out there and said the uh, basketball fan A, you make it better than this, I, I would I would say it couldn't be done. Uh and and we'll see how it turns out. Well coach, I'm a I'm a Buckeye, so full disclosure there. I I, I went to Ohio State and um I can't help but notice that the Buckeyes got the ESPNU game. Now, what the heck is that about? I got a bone to pick, and I, I respect the I respect the process. Well, all right, now hold on. That's a legitimate uh, question, not concern, but question. Number one, ESPN is not bad. Okay, if you look at uh, what they put out in terms of uh, viewership and everything, yep. it uh, far surpasses almost every other tournament. But that's not the reason. Uh, what happened on them? If you look at it from a uh, the time that they will be on, they are an Eastern team, mm. and that translates better. You know, you you rather than put them on when uh, the, the the tournament starts in Hawaii at eight o'clock, and it's like um, eleven or twelve o'clock on the East Coast. You know, it, Ohio State is too important to us. Oh, to have them yep. doomed to not uh, to small uh, viewership, so you know so, I don't apologize for that. No, you got I a good do, slot. I do respect your. Uh, I think it's good <laughs> that you're standing up for them, but we did that after talking to ESPN. Well, I, uh, that's the way we felt it would be best. Well, my anger is misplaced. I appreciate it, Coach. This is amazing. <laughs> he I was I, thinking about your can, can we take it? Can uh, can I can I get a little greedy here? Like, is there a way we can get a buy or something? Like, did that come <laughs> up in the, the room? Did we consider giving Ohio State a buy at any point? <laughs> in other words, you want to you want me to bring Shamanad back for a yeah, couple yeah, of games yeah. and then throw them out, throw them out, and put uh, somebody. <laughs> Texas Tech or somebody back in there? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, I'm curious. Uh, first of all, how long how long have you been how long have you been the uh, the tournament chairman? This is 14, I believe. Wow. So what? Uh, 14. What? Yeah. What? When when you look back on your tenure as the tournament chairman, what did what would you say is the one moment, or maybe a couple? We don't have to limit it to one. But what? Uh, when you think of the Maui Invitational, what sets it apart from everything else, and what makes it so special, and why guys like Tate and I can't wait for it to come around every year? I, I can tell you exactly what it is, okay? Two things. One, 
we're going to, we, everybody involved, are going to play every game to a packed house. Mm-hmm. Everyone is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And that, that stands out probably more than anything. The other thing is the number of teams that have gone on to be major factors in the NCAA tournament. Example, uh, you're going to have to help me on this, but I think it was 2011, might have been 2012. Connecticut's over there. They come with an upstart team and a, and a guy, a, a player named Kemba Walker mm-hmm. that nobody knew. Nobody. Kemba who? They, they didn't, nobody know them. Well, Jim Calhoun had his team ready to play. They go to the finals of the Maui, Jim Maui Invitational. They win the thing against two teams from Kentucky, mm. the Wildcats. They right. go back. They play the season. They play the season. What happens to Connecticut? They don't have, they have kind of a lackluster season. But what happened to them? They uh, got in the end of uh, the, uh, the Big East tournament. No, the SEC tournament, excuse me. And no, excuse me. Yeah, the Big NCAA East, yeah. tournament. Uh, and they won six, count them, six games mm-hmm. to get into the final four. And they get in the final four. They go to the final two against two, Kentucky. Mm. And then they beat Kentucky and were the national champions. And then all of a sudden, you've got uh, everybody just crazed about this guy named Kemba Walker. He's had a great NBA career. So uh, those two things are highlights that stand out. Meaning, And I know that everybody's not going to win the national championship, but it, it, I think teams that go into this tournament may be being very good but not great reputation-wise. That They've got a chance because of stories like that to – to make a dream season popular, mm-hmm. uh, possible, excuse me. Mm. And, you know, it just, I just love it. Um, it I co- uh, back in those days, I coined a phrase called Maui magic. And that's what you see in this tournament year in and year out. Ooh. The best team doesn't always win. Best team with reputation on, but it's always possible because Maui magic makes it so i love that coach i mean on our show we call it the maui bump uh and the last time that we were on the island was 2019 and we saw obi yep. toppin who obviously becomes a lottery pick and that's when he you know put his skills out in the world for the first time we saw anthony edwards who was the number one pick in that tournament and we also saw kansas who was you know by all accounts the best team pretty much that all was season. gonna be that was gonna be a national championship uh rematch was dayton kansas i played yep. it out in my head i know what's gonna happen in 2020 in the ncaa tournament they were gonna play each other and <laughs> That so, was going to happen. So somehow Maui, Maui always delivers, Coach, uh, which which is a great thing to see. But Maui always delivers. <laughs> they do. They do. No hey, doubt. <laughs> I, I have I have one question about uh, so the 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 talk of college sports certainly this off season and and off seasons going back the last few years has been this conference realignment stuff, Coach, with all these uh, power conference schools just up and leaving and joining a new conference. You got UCLA and USC in the Big Ten now. And it's kind of the Wild West with this stuff. How much does that affect your job in trying to put together fields for the Maui Invitation? Are you forecasting uh, problems that like you're going to look up and some of these fields that you're organizing for three years from now, they're all going to be in the Big Ten, as it turns out, when that tournament <laughs> actually rolls around? 
It, it, listen, guys, it is a big, 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 big factor. It really is. I, I, I wake up in the morning. One of the first things I do is check and see if anybody's jumped league. <laughs> you, you know, the NCAA rule is you can only have one per league yeah. in any of our, any of these tournaments. And uh, we are, I don't want to tell you which ones they are, but we've got problems in years three, four, and five down the road. Wow. Where we, because of teams that have jumped from one league to the other, now have put us in jeopardy. So we're either going to have to get a ruling from the NCAA to say, look, you couldn't help it. Don't worry about it. As long as they've got a contract, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know why we would do that. They're letting the players do anything they want to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be curse about it, but I, that is the way I feel. Yeah. And uh, so we'll have to see exactly the way the NCAA feels about that. And then we will uh, adapt. Uh, we do want to be uh, honest with the teams that are left behind. Um, for instance, uh, let's say the Big 12. You know, you got uh, Texas and you got Oklahoma one going one place and, you know, the other, well, they're both going to the same league. Well, you know, it, that makes it hard because uh, not only the Big 12 is left behind, but uh, the SEC, we've already got a team signed to go to the Maui tournament in the year that Texas is coming. Mm. and. You know, they mm. both can't be in there. So mm. we're working through it. I don't want to talk about who it is or anything like that. Yeah. But we'll get through it. We yeah. will. And uh, I'm sure everybody's going to understand how it is. Yeah, it just sounds like, it, like Titus said, it's the Wild Wild West, so there's a lot of uh, exemptions and uh, clauses that have to be redacted to make things work. Uh, one thing that I find fascinating, Coach, obviously, you know, you coach during what some would consider the golden period of college basketball, but you're still connected to the game, obviously, run, running the Maui Invitational. How how much has it been, you know, um, a joy for you to stay connected to the game and be able to scout and see practices and and still stay connected to the game and these teams, even though you're not coaching day to day? Let me tell you, when I when I walked out of South Carolina, out of my office for the first time, I got in my car and I started driving home and I said, "What the heck have I done?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I got no job, and uh, you know, I've been coaching for forty three years. What have I done? <laughs> I get home. I spent one day. My wife looks at me at dinner time. She says, you have to get busy. And I said, well, get your stuff packed. We're going to the beach tomorrow. We got a beach home. We go down there and stay a, about six weeks. I'm walking on the beach and my phone rings. And I pick up the phone. And I say, hello. And this is Tom Valdeseri, vice president of, uh, of Kemper Lesnick Sports and want to know uh, Dave Gavitt has said you'd be a good candidate for the Maui Jim Maui commissioner's job, which is the one he had. Mm. And I said, I don't know much about it. He said, would you come to Chicago and uh, meet with us? I said, yeah, when he said next Tuesday, which was five days away, I go up there, fly up there, talk with them on Wednesday, fly home uh, uh, Thursday with a job in my back pocket. Now I tell you, that's a long story, but it's a, uh, it's important because it tells you how, you know, how we get locked into what we're doing and how important these jobs are. Am I still in touch with basketball? You betcha. I mm -hmm. love the game. I love the coaches. 
I've got a son, the head coach at Utah State now, and you know he's doing really well. I've got another son who's a, a scout for the Utah Jazz now NBA team, and uh, and now I'm doing Maui for the 14th year. So uh, it's a it's been a lifetime. Uh, opportunity for all of the Odoms, and uh, it's been good to us, and I don't want to see it end, but I don't like all of this jumping around from conference <laughs> to conference. I don't like West going so far East. I don't like mm-hmm. East going West, and I certainly don't like the NIL, and I'm not well, ashamed to say so. Well, I, I mean, don't... I, I, that's, that's probably something we can talk about in another hour. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong about that. And I don't think you're alone, Coach, because there's a lot of uh, – speaking about how you don't want it to uh, end anytime soon, there are a lot of legendary coaches that are hanging it up right now. And I just want to – I don't want to make you paranoid. I just want you to keep your head on a swivel, though, because, like, you know, Coach K, Roy Williams, Jay Wright, they start, you know, missing the game a little bit. They start watching the Maui Invitational. <laughs> They're saying, I, I Our, like what Coach Odom's Yeah, doing. I, I like what Coach Odom, <laughs> the setup he's got. He gets to go to Maui and hang out and <laughs> – you know, rub elbows with all these great let coaches. Let me give you one closing story. <laughs> Can I give you one closing story? I know you got to go. Please, yeah. please, One closing story. I'm, uh, I, got, uh, I went to Guilford College, small uh, Division three school in, in North Carolina in Greensboro. And I was talking to one of my classmates who played football with me two weeks ago. I won't give you his name. And he said, how do you like the NIL? I said, I can't stand it. He said, I don't either. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. I said, why don't you dug it? He said, let me tell you something. He said, I tallied up the amount of money I made as a 40-year public school teacher slash football coach. I also read in the paper where these guys, some of them, uh, the guy going to Alabama is getting a million dollars and he hadn't even thrown a pass. And where other people, other coaches who are not uh, who are having to you know, worry about stinking players coming in who hadn't even made a jump shot. So you got one guy that's made a uh, a million dollars he hadn't thrown a pass. You got another kid who is uh, you know hadn't hadn't made a jump shot. And I said, well, Ray, how much did you make? He said, in forty years, I made a whole lot. $200,000 less than a million. So $800,000. Wow. So, you know, when you, when you hear that story, when you know that comparison, mm. I mean, Hey friends, it don't, it, you got to be honest about it. That can, that's not right. Mm. That is not right. And I, I feel bad about it. I don't blame the coaches. I don't blame the players. I blame the, the, um, the presidents and the chancellors. Mm. That's where the problem is. They could have stopped it. They didn't do it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> we'll talk more. We, uh, yeah, yes, sir. we could, we could have you back on. We yeah. We, we got to talk an hour about yeah. that, but I mean, you're, you're talking to well, two no, guys who do that. You guys, uh, you guys coming to Maui or not? We're coming. We're a hundred percent coming. And I look forward to, uh, the, uh, greasing the wheels for the Buckeyes a little bit, coach. I think you gotta, you gotta wake up every morning and ask yourself, how can I make this easier for Ohio state this season? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Coach. You're the best. <laughs> Appreciate it, Coach. We'll see you in Maui. All right, bye. Bye-bye. See you over there.
Quick break to talk about our friends at IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using an incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why you should be using IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even your TV streaming devices. Whether you're at home or in public, don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off, 770% off, their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com slash Titus and use promo code Titus to claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash Titus. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Edmunds. Buying or selling a car is already a big decision. And environmental sustainability, record gas prices, and the rise of electric cars may have you thinking of new options. For more than 50 years, Edmunds has helped people confidently shop the ever-changing car market with in-depth reviews, online shopping tools, and expert guidance. You can explore all your options, what, whether you want something more environmentally friendly, roomier, or safer. Learn from comprehensive articles uh, like their electric vehicle buying guide, read honest, in-depth reviews from the team of unbiased automotive experts. And if you're considering making a change on the road, Edmonds is here to help. Visit edmunds.com slash appraisal to get your free online appraisal today. That's E-D-M-U-N-D-S dot com slash appraisal. Edmonds, they drive it like it is. And finally, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Now that we've talked about that, let's get back to Titus and Tate. You know the stuff we're here to talk about. You can learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. After all, who doesn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all things in your life, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condos, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more. And choosing to switch to GEICO becomes an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save today. All right. Thank you to Dave Odom for joining us. Uh, he was, you know, Tate, I don't, I don't want to call him out, but uh, I, I think he got Kentucky, the, 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 the UConn years mixed up. Or you, the 20, he got yeah. 2011 and 2012 combined. Yeah, so don't, Kentucky, don't tweet at yeah. us. Don't, don't, don't yeah. reach out. We know he's you a know, legend and he, he, he slipped just, up. Yeah. He was trying to reflect. I was, you know, I was wrong about the coaches. I thought all the coaches were making their first trip and Brian Dutchers, it turns yeah. out, got his ass kicked twice in Maui before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, sometimes mistakes happen. Jim didn't spell Cincinnati right. <laughs> Jim, how do you spell Cincinnati? Cincinnati. That's how I spell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta re, I gotta re, uh, ask, I gotta rephrase the question. How do you spell Cincinnati? Yeah, like, how do you Jim's spell like, it? Yeah, how I spell it. I was right. I spell it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> we all make mistakes and uh coach uh, but no it was great having him on in it, here and yeah and, it, and he is maui i mean he's a character in and of himself and then it is nice to remember that ryan odom is dave odom's son who upset virginia as a 16 seed so there's a lot of people that have not put that together that dave odom ryan odom same yep. odom family lamar odom <laughs> not lamar no, odom not lamar but odom. Okay. you know it's one of those things where uh it's nice to put the pieces together dare i call face. him dave owed him mm, yeah well, nice little segue to the uh maui him watch list that i put together i'm um, excited this is this, this has become my life by the way this is this is like the preseason maui him this list? is the the way too early preseason mm-hmm. um way too early off season shifting into preseason maui him power watch list, aka the <laughs> This man is going to kill Ohio State, and I already hate him because of it. <laughs> power the, rankings. He's in Marcus Carr territory. I, I can yeah. just see him being Mark, my new Marcus Carr mm-hmm. power rankings. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll work backwards. How's that? Because I got I, like I got that. a list of eight. I tried to include a guy from every team. First of all, Ohio State is not included. Make your jokes because we don't have a him. Yeah, okay, maybe. But also... Mm. Uh, Likely a him. Likely, yeah, might, likely be, might, he might be, be him. one of those ones. I want it to be Tanner Holden, but I don't I don't know if it's going to be. Okay. I will see. All but, right. But I, but this is, I, I framed it as like, because again, I, I put my mind into like, what is going to happen when I'm on the island? Who is going to rip my heart out? That's the him. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's how we're going to attack this. So I can't, I can't, I'm not going to put any Buckeyes on the list. So at number eight, we start with uh, Kamari Lance from Louisville. He's a freshman. Uh, he's mm-hmm. probably, he, he's, he's going to be their most talented player. I don't know if he's going to be their best, but uh, the reason I put him on the list is because he's from Indiana. He's from Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Six, eight. <laughs> 190 wing. <laughs> he's he's going to rip my heart out. And he's gonna yeah. be he's gonna like point at me and be like Brownsburg sucks too. Go Avon as he's like walking off the court yeah, or something. He's like waving goodbye. All right. So he's he, we start there at number seven. I have David DeJulius from Cincinnati. He was our leading scorer last year. He came yep. back. I said it uh, earlier that he is a Michigan transfer. This man really hates Ohio mm-hmm. State. Mm-hmm. Um, he I, he I, might should be higher. He might be top five. I think 10. I think Cincinnati's going to have a good team, and and it's going to be uh, interesting with Landers Nolly and Rob Fennessy. How those that's going to be like a three headed monster. I think of mm-hmm. those three, um, Landers Nolly is like I don't know how to classify him. I don't want to say he's not as good anymore, but like he's just kind of lost in the wilderness. He like blew up at Virginia Tech. For a half second, we also saw. Was he there? We saw Landers Nolly beat Michigan trip? State. Yeah, this is his second Maui trip. That's right. Yeah, and he he was right, playing maybe, great. Maybe put in him over David Julison because he might. He's got experience. He's got experience. Yeah, because it was uh, BD and uh, Landers Nolly. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that backcourt. Right, they beat Michigan State. Yeah, they terrorized yeah. Michigan State. So he's he's been there before. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> that. Well, I I did the David DeJulius connection of like he's at Cincinnati. He was at Michigan. Mm-hmm. If he plays Ohio State, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> he's gonna. Add, this is like very personal for him. He's going to kill us. Uh, speaking of very personal, I hate this man already. I don't even need to like wait for it to happen. I already hate this man. And number six on my list is Kevin O'Banner at Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, who Texas Tech also has the question mark of like who is going to emerge as the him of this team that that has been sort of the Texas Tech model more or less not mm-hmm. always the case but like when I think of Texas when you say Texas Tech basketball to me I picture a bunch of dudes that can play defense and they all average ten points a game yeah Adonis Arms yeah 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 exactly mm-hmm. Bryson Williams mm-hmm. probably average more than that but still but you, you get the point Kevin McCuller is now at Kansas yeah, yeah. shocking like I don't I, that's that's the world we live in. The world we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I picked Kevin O'Banner because of uh, 
he's the one that gave Ohio State COVID in the 2020 I was going to say, and he's he also- He walked into our hotel room and just started coughing on us. Yeah, and, he's one of those guys that like probably remembers that game obviously really yeah. well and uh, would be excited to play Ohio State. But the good news is that you wouldn't see him potentially into the championship game. Which makes it worse, Tate, because then okay, it's like, okay. I'm talking to right. myself, okay. and like, now, we're now definitely I'm, winning now, the championship. Now I get what you're saying. Now I get what you're saying. <laughs> we're going to win the championship, and <laughs> Kevin O'Banner is like, remember me? <laughs> yeah, that's what Kansas did to me. That's right, yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, so now we get into the top five. Um, at number five on my him power rankings, I can't believe he's this low. He should be higher, but uh, it's Kirk Kreese at Arizona. Um, mm. When I... When I first started sitting down to do this i put kirk crease at one and then That's i started what i fleshing thought out. i thought he'd yeah. be number one i had kirk crease at one and then i really started thinking about it and kirk crease is just like like I, I thought about the way arizona season ended and i thought about like <laughs> the kirk crease game at ucla and uh mm. he laid a lot of stankers state i think kirk crease all season last year was so much better in my head than he was actually on the court, on the court yeah and Terry really helped, like, kind of just yes, I was gonna out say that, that too. Backcourt. And obviously, having Mathurin and Coloco <laughs> and Dalen Terry, like, of course, like, you're wide open, you're hitting threes, you're smelling your fingers, yeah. or like, you know, a lot, a lot of lot of fingers smelt by, yeah, Chris it's very easy to do that when you're surrounded by Benedict Mathurin and Dalen mm -hmm. Terry. Yeah, and now and two guys that are gonna play as rookies in the NBA, no doubt about it. Coloco yeah. probably will too. So really, you had three NBA guys, legit NBA guys around him. And that how much is Courtney Ramey going to you take know, away from him? Try to carve into his. Yeah. Are they going to mesh together? I don't know. Tubelis, uh was he's back for Arizona. He's a name everyone should remember if you watched college basketball last year. He's on the starter for the number one team in the country. <laughs> or were they were, were they number one? They were yeah, number one. They were number one. I thought they were the best team all season, but um, Houston. he uh. He had a stinker of an NCAA tournament, man. That mm -hmm. guy, Tubella. So, yeah. like, th there are more question marks around Arizona than um, I initially like. I thought about it. and I was like, Kirk Reese and Tubella's back, and Courtney Ramey. That's three right there. Let's go. That's 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 a start. And then you got some other dudes like Ballo's back, I think, and mm -hmm. um, that that's a good foundation. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, but is Tubella's if Kirk Reese and Tubella's are running the show? Is that a night in night out situation where you're like, I love what we got here? Is that like a when we're at our best, we're awesome, but boy, we're rarely at our best. I hope they start at their best. I hope they come yeah. out hot and we're all talking about Tommy Lloyd, you know, what an excellent coach he is. I do feel like Arizona has has talent on their team. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, you know, maybe I they do come too. Out yeah, slow. it'll be interesting. And Kirk Creaser will play like ass in the first game. Mm -hmm. They'll lose to Cincinnati. Uh, we'll lose to San Diego State, and yeah. then he'll absolutely destroy us in the losers. Bracket. Yeah, fifteen assists. <laughs> yeah, fifteen and fifteen. Uh, but he's number five because I'm not. Because uh, just wait till we go through the other four. Uh, at number four is Arthur Kaluma yeah. of Creighton, yeah. who um is another like s bigger question mark than he should be in the sense of like if you actually use a rational brain about it, you're like this guy wasn't a star all season, but. Everyone saw what he did against Kansas when uh, Kalkbrenner and Nimhard, who are his two best teammates, coming uh, into this season too, like the the two guys that are carryovers from last season's team. Ryan Nimhard was not like he didn't play like all March for Creighton. Yep. Uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner get, got hurt against San Diego State, uh, which by the way, another potential rematch mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. interesting storyline. Uh, he gets hurt against San Diego State, doesn't play against Kansas, and then Arthur Kaluma just like puts the team on his back the whole game and is and was was Hawkins like in foul trouble or did he get hurt or something? I think he was in foul trouble. But, yeah, but, but I just have, remember like yeah. Kaluma was like incredible. I'll, I don't want to say Creighton almost beat Kansas, but like it was they close. Did. I mean, they were like, it was on upset watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
And that's my lasting memory and everyone's lasting memory of Arthur Kloom. And we're like, oh my God, dude, if he builds on that in the offseason coming into next season, he's going to be an All-American. I mean, even at the Big East tournament before, I mean, they got blown out in the championship game, Arthur Kaluma was looking great. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? He was having some, some of those athletic plays where you're like, wow, this guy, this guy yeah. might be a lottery pick, right? I mean. But then your rational brain takes over and you're like, why didn't he do this offseason? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, am I really like projecting this guy's an All-American yeah. based on four games? And you're like, yes, that's exactly what you're doing. That's what the draft experts do. So uh, I have him at number four. He could very mm. easily be number one. He has the talent to be number one. He's shown it, but um, I don't know. We'll I like see. him at four. At number three, though, is his teammate, who is Baylor Shireman. Mm. Do you even remember this guy? Yes. Do you know of this guy? I wanted him to go to Duke. I felt like he was a Duke guy through and through. But Creighton... Creighton's giving me like 90s Duke vibes yes. these days. You know what I mean? So I think Baylor went to the right school. Baylor Shireman at South Dakota State averaged 16 <laughs> points, eight rebounds, four and a half assists while shooting 47% from the three-point line. And I understand that he will be playing much more difficult competition at Creighton. I don't expect his numbers to stay the same. Mm. What I am expecting is the soft rims of Maui to be very kind to Baylor Shireman. Yes. This dude's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, whatever, uh, shooting 47% from three. He's not going to miss. And mm -hmm. he certainly, if he plays Ohio State, he's certainly not going to miss. Mm -hmm. And um, he also wears a headband, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Like he, Doesn't he, he like is, have a mullet, too? Yeah. I mean, he has some he's, sort of hairstyle that definitely you're looking at him. You're watching this guy play. And they're saying that, you know, he's he's a problem. That's what, that's what the kids are saying. I, I close my eyes and I picture an Adam Morrison type Maui. Yeah. Like shades of, mm -hmm. you know, we don't want to call it that, you know, that's, that's legendary stuff, the Adam Morrison Maui run. But, um, I, I see shades of that from Baylor Shireman. Yeah. And that's why I hope I, I hope I see shades of Mike Dom. You know what I mean? I hope that yeah. Baylor Shireman was watching, you know, the Jackrabbits back in the day of Dom took a little from his game and we see it in Maui. I think he's from Nebraska like Mike Dom is. And I think there you go. he was supposed to go to Nebraska, go to Nebraska and Nebraska. save Tim Miles' job. Would Tim Miles be yeah. still the coach of Nebraska if he would have got Baylor Shireman? What state has more <laughs> what ifs, Minnesota or Nebraska, yeah. when it comes to like recruits in their state? It's unbevable. I love that. <laughs> Uh, Never mind Chicago and DePaul. Chicago. It's Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's the number one state. Yeah. Number one state. Chicago. Number one state on my power ranking, <laughs> Chicago. Uh, at number two on the, the Maui Hymn watch list is Nick Smith of Arkansas, who mm. would be the number one pick if the NBA respected college basketball, but Victor Wimbayama is going to be. And then like the G League Ignite guys or the, 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 yeah. the, the Thompson guys I saw, the Overtime Elite guys. They're pretty good. They're gonna go. Yeah, you told me they were good. I need. They're to watch gonna be them. good. But Nick Smith needs a. He needs a nickname. It's a bad name. He needs. For, a it's a bad name for yeah. creating buzz. If I'm honest, like it's a. It's a. Yeah. When I first saw Nick Richards' name, I was like, not gonna be. Not a star. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> Everyone forgets like Joe Smith in '95. Wasn't he not a one overall pick? Yeah, yeah. No, 1995. Yeah. And I don't think he had that bad of an NBA career, did he? But like. He was if, like a serviceable guy. If you yeah. looked at the list of number one picks, you'd be like, "Who the hell is Joe Smith?" Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you asked our friends that don't remember stuff yeah. like joe especially smith, when you look at the draft you know there's a lot yeah. of talent in there and joe smith went number one that's nick smith yeah you're right he does need a nickname he needs a nickname um but he i i, I crunched the tape on him today mm -hmm. I, I did the thing we did with the kentucky Roots. <laughs> i watched one of youtube videos like this guy's nasty this guy's gonna be absolutely nasty he's gonna be the best freshman <laughs> i think of the country so um and and he's in a situation in arkansas where they they have a lot of question marks and it's not like a it's not like a Marvin Williams at, at North Carolina type yeah. deal where it's like we have a hierarchy, sit on the bench. You're still going to be a high pick, mm -hmm. but you're going to come off the bench and you're going to fit into our system. Arkansas doesn't really have the system. I mean, they 
you know what I mean? Like they have the the muscle men as built as a program. <laughs> yeah, they have muscle men. <laughs> they don't have the they don't have a lot of carryover from their elite eight team. Exactly. To where Nick Smith is gonna have to like fit in with that team. Like Gigi Jackson team. would if he went to Carolina yeah, this year. It's his know? team. It's gonna be his team. And yeah. I could see him having an Anthony Edwards type Maui. I agree with that. Quick aside here, what? because you brought up your top 10, uh, him power rankings of the Kentucky recruits. And I just wanted you to know that uh, this is how funny Kentucky people are. After that, I went to, you know, our Apple podcast. They have reviews there. Someone put on Friday, Reed Shepard, one star. When you ranked Reed Shepard number nine of the 10 recruits of Kentucky, I uh, why talk about things you understand? This guy is like a Reed Shepard fan. And you and I literally are, are like, you rank them off the headlines. You know what I mean? But this is like, the him power rankings of the Kentucky fans actually upset Kentucky fans. That was the story. That guy gave us one star because I put Reed Shepard in number, number nine. Fuck that guy. Said, I'm going to say that. We're, like, I want, like, I hope the guy's listening right now. I hate you. I hate I you died. and everything you stand for. I died. I hate you. Isn't that hilarious? That, Dude, that, don't ever, like seriously, never <laughs> listen to our show again. I hate you. Go away forever, ever. Tell all your friends never listen to our show because if they're friends with you, I hate them too. <laughs> Like what? What a bozo, dude! It's it just goes to Get show over how, how I hate. Uh, I, oh my god! But this you know, is, it goes to show you like that. Uh, one, Kentucky fans are hilarious, and two, like the him powering, he's just polarizing. It is. <laughs> that's what I mean, man. You like walk around the street, and as it turns out, everyone thinks they're him. Yes, and that's not, why we have to do this. That's why we have. Yeah. Not everybody can be him. We have to do a him it, power rankings. It, to, not everyone can be the main character. No, you know what I mean. Not everyone is one of them. But ones. also, I, I can't stress enough. I'm very serious. If you listen to our show and you hear Reed Shepard at nine, and you give us one star, and you're like, you guys suck because it, fuck you, don't listen to our show ever again. I hate you. I re I genuinely hate you, and I don't want you listening to our show. I'd I, rather have no listeners than have our listeners be like that guy. So. Yeah, I died. Give us one star. Like we deserve one star. Yeah, I'm not one arguing star about that. Is fine. Yeah, I don't care about that. But uh, but if it's over something that you, you don't understand the bit, yeah, if you don't understand the bit, get out of here. Get out of here. Be get out of here. Be gone. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Back, back to Matt. Some guy was crafting his David DeJulius tweet right now to us, and he's like just hitting backspace. He's like, eh, da, 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 never mind. Didn't realize it was that touchy of a subject. Uh, number one on the uh, the uh, him watch list, and I'm not saying this because they play Ohio State out of the gate. I genuinely believe this. Number one is Matt Bradley at San Diego State. Oh. This man is built for this, like in the sense that San Diego State, I really think San Diego State's going to win this thing. They're a dark horse. They're, team. They, they, they are going to be. The, the oldest team, basically. They, they bring back a ton of guys. So uh, they, last year, it was it was sort of a typical, again, like a stereotypical San Diego State deal where uh, they played great team defense. I think they had like number one or number two, Ken Palm. Mm -hmm. I think it was like them in Texas Tech, actually, weirdly enough. Um, great defense. And then Matt Bradley basically did everything on offense. Yeah. Uh, which is like the Malachi Flynn model that San exactly. Diego State used. They used it with Matt Bradley. Um, they're going to do the exact same thing. And it's it's going to be even more pronounced. I mean, Matt Bradley averaged 17 points a game. He's a 40% three-point shooter. I was going to say, he's a 30-point game waiting to happen in Maui. He is. Yeah. He is. He's dropping 30 dude. in Maui. There's no doubt about it. I don't know what game he's going to drop 30, but he's going to drop 30. He's basically, if you've never seen Matt Bradley play, I I would say shades of, this This was my, this is what I wrote down, shades of a left-handed Desmond Bain. Mm. That's what I saw. He's like, a, he's like a fucking tank of a dude that's like. He is strong. Has a great he's jump built. shot. Yeah. And all, do you do you know that he was at uh, Cal with Justice Suing and uh, Vanover, who's Arkansas's big man now? Mm -hmm. All three of them were at Cal together. Justice Suing, who might be the best player if he's healthy, might end up being Ohio State's best player. Matt Bradley is going to be Mountain One West of player. The ones. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's 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 incredible. Um, guess how many games that Cal team won? And Arkansas starting big man, 
All three of them. Cal's up there when I was talking about Nebraska and Minnesota. Cal is up there as well when you talk about like uh, who did they? I'm going to guess that they won 11 games. They went eight and 23. Oh my god, those three guys. And eight and 23 is a number I don't like to hear, but my god, that is woof. Viking Jones <laughs> is not him. Um, so there you have it. That's my that's my pre Maui him watch list. The, the, those are the guys to keep an eye. And there there are tons of great players that I didn't even talk about but mm-hmm. those but you know like to be him you got to kind of have the ball in your hands so like Ryan Kalkbrenner is going to be a factor for Creighton he's going to be really good but he's not he doesn't fit the him mode no I, I think I think you're right with I'm the, starting to factor in like new stuff because when I said Kirk Creasa smelling his fingers I'm starting to like now think that that has to be a criteria for him like can I picture this guy hitting a three and then going like that yeah <laughs> looking at the crowd Doing the goggles when he finds an assist. Yeah, I mean, that that stuff all plays into it. The good news is that I think a lot of these teams understand the the moment, and they're going to enjoy being in a packed house. That's the underrated part, as Coach Odom just told us. I mean, yeah. you're in front of a packed house of crazy fans, and it's a high school gym. It's yeah. very small. Not an can, Indiana high school gym. It's more like an Indiana elementary school gym. But yeah, yeah, it is. Exactly. A, it is yes, a, yes. Laura Legend <laughs> should be coaching in these games. Should I buy the Hotline Civic Center <laughs> and live in it? <laughs> I, Put it on uh, Zillow. I'm I'm excited. To it's just gonna see be awesome. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. And I tried not to uh, I tried not to curse it because I uh, and talk about how excited we are to get back to Maui, uh, both for just like a vacation for us, but all <laughs> but more like the tournament is better at Maui, obviously. Yeah. Um, I try not to curse it because I'm pretty sure I said it the last two years too. I was like, this is gonna be sick, man. We're going back to Maui, and mm-hmm. then it doesn't happen. So, I'm I'm knocking on wood. I mean, we've sat out now two years. Yeah, two years is enough. That's I mean, a long I mean, sense. in one of those years that we didn't sit out, we were in Asheville, which I mean, shout out to Asheville, beautiful place. Not Maui. It was literally snowing. It was so snowing. It, it was the Camping World Maui Invitational, which should I that's mean, not, that, that's, that's not, not right. it. That's, that's not that's it. not the Maui Gym Maui the Maui Him Maui Invitational. Uh, can we talk about Zion being fat real quick? Yep. Yeah, and then um, I I don't know if everyone saw this, but Zion Williamson signed a new contract with the New Orleans Pelicans, and in the contract it says this is this is the way I interpret it. His combined weight and his body fat percentage cannot exceed 295. That's that's a clause in his contract. Coming on the heels of the uh, Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals, um, you must actually watch film clause mm-hmm. in his contract. This the fat Zion clause comes, and I just want to say this this uh, this has to vindicate me. Does it not, Tate? Because mm-hmm. my when I read this, <laughs> I was like, the debate is over. It's in a legal document that Zion has signed. That's basically saying like. You're fat. Let's do something about it. Um, my mind goes back to when I watched him in like the Jordan Brand Classic or whatever. I fired off a tweet that said Zion Williamson is going to be one of the greatest fat basketball players of all time. I've seen mm. enough to know that he's going to be one of the greatest fat basketball players ever. And you know this because Jared Sullinger played at Ohio State. <laughs> I played at Ohio State. <laughs> I was not one of the greatest <laughs> fat basketball players ever, but I was a fat basketball player. Yeah, yeah, Jer- yeah Jared Sullinger is up there. As a, I mean, big baby. College. Yeah, big baby. I, mean, there. you know, I think I think Barkley's number one. Yeah. Or Shaq at times. Shaq, Shaq like uh, 2000, 2001. 2006 Shaq. Oh, 2006 Shaq. I mean, that was, Dude, that was already done. Yeah. He won the title and he was. Yeah, when he, he was, was the big already. Aristotle and Shaq this and, and all those versions that he came up with. Yeah, that, that was fat Shaq. Um, but I, I tweeted that. I got killed for it. Everyone's like, do you think that guy's fat? If he's fat, what what hell hope do I have? And I was like, well, I hope you don't look like that guy. They- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how to answer that for you. But like, I see yeah. with my own two eyes. That- and then he goes to Duke. Um, I'll never forget the... Uh, the, the pool. E- the, the pool video. Yes. The ESPN documentary <laughs> in the offseason that they did 
where they did the the because Duke had the top three recruits at a time when the FBI was arresting everybody for cheating and Kansas got <laughs> sanctions because they were offering Zion Williamson money and then he ended up at Duke mm -hmm. uh, and then Duke never got investigated and no one ever looked into it or cared. Marvin Bagley also reclassified, moved across the country and the house mm -hmm. that the Bagley family was living in was the exact same house the Zion Williamson family moved into when Marvin Bagley left and then mm -hmm. Zion Williamson family moved into it yep. and no one okay. ever looked into any of this and Duke was never mentioned in any of the stuff and the FBI never arrested anybody at Duke. Uh, when that yeah. happened, Tate, yeah, when that happened, um. Yeah. They did the they did the uh the the documentary and they had the party at Mr. K's house and all the all the basketball players are in the pool and there's one guy with the shirt on in the pool <laughs> and it was Zion and uh at the age of was, 18. Yeah, and I was like, that's yeah. what more proof do we need? And still the debate raged on and people were like, dude, I don't know. He still looks he's look he's jack he's just thick. He's not fat, yeah, he's thick. He's he's strong. And His shoe blew up. The shoe blew up. And it just kept, and like for me, it's like I don't want to see anybody be fat. I don't. Um, but I think part well, we of we also don't fat shame. We, we don't fat shame. It's yeah. just like come home, dude. It's like it's like the way that yeah. like uh, 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 it's it's Van Pelt. Van Pelt's the guy who says like it's time to come home when he tells guys it's time to shave your head and be bald. You know, yeah, yeah. like that's how he yeah. phrases it. It's time to come home. That's me with fat people. It's like it's kind of it's time to come home. Like we're just acknowledge what it is. If you want to yeah. change yourself, let's change. Mm -hmm. If not, don't. That's fine. I don't care. I'm not gonna fat. But like call it what it is. Yeah. You're a big boy, right? And, and stop doing these photo shoots where you're like, you know, showing your one jacked arm and like a good <laughs> angle of your of your body where it like looks like you're not, you know, the what weight I mean? room when uh during the pandemic when you had the mask on. Yeah. Uh, he was ready for Zion's exactly. ready for the ball. He's gonna be a problem. Yeah, and then it was like not gonna play in the bubble. The the thing that I saw that came out of this, Zion is quote bothered by the, this uh, clause that came out. And it all started, and if I'm Zion, I'm actually upset with Kyler Murray. Because this is all Kyler Murray's fault. Yeah, this is backlash, or this is like this in is, the wake of Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray doesn't happen, yeah, yeah, journalists, you know, and we and we love journalists on the show. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a J, you're a J. We're sitting here, we're Jaying off, we're talking about topics. <laughs> and uh, Zion Williamson <laughs> in this situation, he got he got side he got sideswiped by Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray has someone else read his contract. He obviously didn't read it yeah. because he signed it, did not know this clause was in there. But someone who read his contract saw this clause and said, I've never seen this ever mm -hmm. in a contract before. What and a nerd. Like, who, who read know, this contract, by the way? Narc? Yeah, literally. Snitch. Yeah. <laughs> so like red flag right but also, there. Which is why but also you gave us content. So that I, was kind of like, thank out, you for that. Yeah, so the, shout out to that guy, but you're a narc. Yeah, Don't do it again. And also Kyler Murray was yelling at the guy who read the contract. And it's like, you. Were, the whole point was that you were supposed to read the contract. <laughs> why is this news to you? But then it led to Zion, people reading his contract, because they were like, well, if Kyler has this clause, I wonder what clause Zion has in his big massive deal. And then, oh, so you're, you're the J went too far, and I want to say Zion, this is not your fault. This is not yeah. your fault. This is Kyler Murray's fault. But it has led to this moment where he's bothered by this, and I'm yeah. I'm back into panic panic button. You're you're hitting the panic button, yeah. on Zion, because Zion Williamson, for the people at home, was born in North Carolina. So I did, uh, you know, have to I do have to work back, and I have to pull for him. You know what I mean? You I have to. I yeah, have to you pull do. For you him. do. Yeah, I have to. And and right now I'm a little worried. I want to get him away from the beignets, but I also. I'm, but maybe I'm, this I'm is good, dude. Maybe this is yeah. what he needs is this clause. But I just like for me personally, selfishly, I was I was like this puts the the the, the, the debate is over. This this is no you. Won. This is a huge W for me. Yeah, you won. that I I called yeah. it from the start. Mm -hmm. Um, it is he's definitively a fat man. Now he can be. He could be a skinny fat, like he could lose the weight and get in great shape. As I as I've said, I I subscribe to the belief that no matter how much you weigh, if you're a fat as a fat as a mindset, and I think he's going to be a fat man the rest of his life. But 
Um, you know, he could be he could be skinny, he could be ripped and get in great shape. We, we're cheering for that. We hope he becomes a great basketball player. Yeah. This is my favorite algorithm, though, that they weren't just like you have to keep your body fat below twenty percent or something. Mm. They said your body fat plus your your weight in pounds had to be below two ninety five. Yeah, who wrote that algorithm? That's my favorite algorithm in sports. Yeah, I'm gonna start using that for myself. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I, I no longer report my weight. Like I go to the doctor and they're like, what's your weight? And I'm like, well, my Zion coefficient is this. <laughs> and the, and the, like, well, that means nothing to me. It means nothing, but it's also crazy that it basically to not have to pay him his $33 million a year moving. Forward. Let's say Zion says, you know what? I am going to come home. I'm going to, I'm going to be 300 plus yeah. to get out of this contract. They would have to waive Zion. So he, in theory, if he's like, I, I, New Orleans isn't for me, he could just shoot up above that 295 number get waved by the pelicans that's right like oh, they dude, don't genius. they don't and then he this can actually, go wherever he wants and then get ripped and, and get and ripped. kill everybody yes exactly dude so i as much as it is you know you don't like the report coming out he can finesse his way here he can, or he could just get paid you know what just, i mean this is yeah, a lot dude, of money it's the, it's, just play the NBA just get paid. In, in 2022 just go get paid without doing too much work and like you, you know, know what i miss like watching basketball and it's like this guy wants to play basketball i like that shout out to uh d'angelo russell for the the awesome tweet that you sent me there he's like yeah the nba is full of athletes, athletes not, not basketball, basketball players, players. Yeah. yeah wise words well that's why a guy like jalen brunson who's now getting investigated for uh, being tampered with by the cheating new york knicks whoa but, but i think uh snitch <laughs> i think uh <laughs> i think jalen brunson is one of those guys you know that's a basketball player i, I gotta give credit to the knicks they did sign but a basketball that, why did player. they cheat jim yeah why, why would you cheat, cheat? jim well, i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, guys. Uh, do you have any any shout outs other than Zion? Should we do should we do a like a, a Bill Russell? I mean, we should we should like take some time to be serious because Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just for a couple minutes. I mean, we should shout out Bill Russell because you and I we we entertain the GOAT debate. We we joke about it, we have fun with it, we argue about it, yada yada yada. But Bill Russell, if you go to the Hall of Fame or if you go to any basketball event, he's the first chair there. He was the guy for all these basketball mm -hmm. players. He obviously broke down all the barriers and, uh, you know, seeing him pass away, it's nice because people can talk about how great he was, but it's also a sad day because it was fun to always go to any basketball event and be like, oh shit, Bill yeah. Russell's here, you yeah. know, the greatest of all time, the greatest teammate, the greatest champion, all this sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, just want to, you know, pay our respects. He was Russell. like the basketball, uh, just uh like the the patron saint of yeah. basketball that would just mm -hmm. show up and as you said like if you bill russell was at the event then you, then it's legitimate Stamped. then it's, it's yeah yeah um and and it was it is weird how you just kind of get used to seeing him everywhere and and yeah. obviously we weren't old enough to watch him play or anything but he um you still felt the reverence for him because of the way everyone else acted when he was at these places and he always was like the, the the seas would part when he would show up and yeah. and and that that's who he is to me and that's who he'll always be to me and i've seen the old grainy footage of bob Cousy not dribbling with his left hand and mm -hmm. uh bill russell finger rolling because he can't dunk on a or also destroy the backboard dunks were illegal then right i think so i don't know i i, I picture a lot of like bill russell Kareem like, in college it was illegal it but the, yeah but he he was never about um, his actual scoring or anything you know it's all i've seen the footage work. but at the same time i don't even think of bill russell as the young man i think of him as having the white beard and the white hair and being at every nba event ever yeah and being the guy that like commands the respect from everybody and it, it kind of like reminds me of ted williams at that one all-star game when mm -hmm. all the players were like huddling around him and stuff that was like bill russell but it was like every day yeah for the last 20 years <laughs> and and every one of these players has an ego as we all know but it is it is one of those weird universal 
kind of truce that any one of those players, no matter how they felt about their game, if they thought they were the one or whatever, they had a reverence for Bill Russell. Right. Like even Michael Jordan, when they ask him, are you the greatest of all time? He's like, no, Bill Russell is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he just had that kind of, uh, you know, obviously respect. And um, I remember when Greg yeah. was coming out of uh, Greg, uh, actually, like there was a picture I saw of Greg and Bill Russell and you can like see like their bodies or like, like, no, when, when, when Greg was so coming similar. out uh, for the yeah. draft, his, uh, Bill Russell was like the guy, like he got so excited when people would say he's the next Bill. I mean, like, how, how could you not? But like, yeah, if, if you called him the next Shaq or the next, you know, and in, insert a great, the next, even if you called him the next Will Chamberlain or the Kareem, whatever the hell they'd pick any big hall of famer. But when, when he, when people would say he could be the next Bill Russell, he was like, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and they like uh, when I heard people, you know, Jackie McMullen and, you know, they had people kind of filtering through and telling stories on ESPN the other day. And as she was talking about his personality, she's like his laugh was so infectious. And he was like, you know, and a lot of people didn't get to see that side of him. And then, you know, I'm I'm just thinking about Greg's personality and his humor. You know, yeah, what I mean? right, right. And it's like they just kind of reminded me each other the way that they played. And so like and that also was, looked. It, yeah, like, I mean, it both they, looked like they were 88 years old. <laughs> and they just like had times. like a, an infectiousness about them. I feel like that yeah. uh, once you got past the 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 first layer of the basketball player or whatever, you could see that they were such a good person. Great, great middle finger guy too, Bill Russell. He does oh, like a yeah. small middle finger, which is like somehow better. Yeah, you know, like he just goes like that. He just gives you a little little fingernail. And you feel middle it finger. more. Yeah, you feel, you feel it feel more. <laughs> it just like you're like, wow, that one really hurt. But it's understated. Also, yeah, you got me. It's like the guys who can like make the cutting comment and you only need three words to say it. Yes. You know? And you're yes. like, damn, I came up with this long insult for you and you just like fired Slayed back me. like three words. <laughs> so like I'm the guy that's trying to come up with the longer middle fingers, the double middle finger, and Bill Russell just hits you with a little And he's like laughing while he does it. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you're like, he got me. He got me. No, that's uh no, like you said, it's uh he was he was like the 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 guy at, at all these NBA events and it's crazy because I don't know I don't know who's gonna be that guy now. I mean, I don't yeah. know who steps up and Whatever. I mean, it's, it's also just weird. anytime guys like that that are always, that have been around your whole life, and we're and we're just, fortunate just, in the yeah, basketball you to, world. You you've had these guys around. I mean, you look around, you get the logo. Right. Jerry West is here. I mean, a lot of these guys are present and I they're telling someone, these stories. Someone said there's only like five NBA MVPs of all time that are dead. Like Wilt, I think Mo, uh, Moses Malone mm -hmm. has passed. Right, yep. Kobe obviously, Russell, and then I th was it Wes Unseld was the last one. Yeah, Wes Unseld. Passed. I think those are the five. Yeah, and that's pretty crazy. Because what other sport has that? I know. But that that's the connective tissue of all I mean, of the NBA is younger. I understand that. But still, it's like, I mean, you, you just kind of, yeah, it's a connective tissue, which is so weird because the NBA is also the one league where everyone hates each other. You talk <laughs> yeah, about tearing yeah, and yeah. power rankings and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, what what uh, what is going on here? I don't know Let's who did this. this. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who did this. But uh, I do think that it is nice when we have a moment like this where we can reflect and say, I'm gonna, we all love My this final guy. thought is the same final thought I had when we talked about Kobe, which is like, what if we as a basketball community use this as an opportunity to stop ranking everybody and caring and just like appreciating yeah. who's around while they're around? And I would love that. <laughs> I would love to stop seeing people call John Stockton a plumber. Yeah. Like I, I would like that to stop. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd, that'd probably be, be good yeah. for the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What uh what other shout outs? LeBron James Jr. to Rutgers. Yeah, I think that's a big shout out. Shout for out to us. Rutgers for even if they don't land Bronny, which they're not going to, um, because Rutgers is Adidas, so it mm -hmm. can't work. That's what the Kentucky fans have taught us. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> LeBron's Nike, Rutgers is Adidas. Simply cannot work. Cannot work. Uh, Rutgers being mentioned as a potential dark horse for the the Bronny James recruitment 
is absolutely incredible for Rutgers basketball. It really is Jimmy V at the SB speech, and now this, I think. Yes. For, for like the great cultural touchstones of Rutgers basketball. Is Look, that. We were saying, or I can't remember how many episodes it was. When we and were beating about- Purdue at a half-court shot. <laughs> a Eurostep half-court shot. That was sick. When they were the number one team. And yeah, when Purdue was number one for a shorter amount of time than Neil Armstrong was on the moon. So it turns out that Bronny James watched that game. So I think that's the good news, that Bronny James saw that Rutgers game, was like, I could be him. You know what I mean? I, I could Harper. go there yeah, and be, be I could be the junior, a, yeah. a former, you know, NBA star and uh, and take this to the next level. And Steve Peichel, give him credit. He's like, we're not afraid to recruit Bronny James because I do think at, at some level, LeBron, LeBron James Jr., a.k.a. Bronny James, is like the pretty girl in school that everyone's nervous to talk to. You know what I mean? But yeah. no one's going over there to talk to him. Shoot you your know, shot. Shoot your shot, you know, Rutgers and make this happen. And I think if he went to Rutgers, he would get a lot of love in the New York, New Jersey area. You know what I mean? Like, I think people, the East Coast would be clamoring for Bronny James. Rutgers is Jonah Hill and Superbad say, do you know how girls wake up and say, what yeah. a mistake I've made? Yes. We can be that mistake. We can be that mistake. Yes. Rutgers, <laughs> Rutgers be that mistake for Bronny James. And he may transfer after a year. He may Amani beat okay. you, but who cares? You won the PR battle. Which is half if, the battle. If these Bronny days. James goes to a Big Ten school, Ohio State has to. I demand it. We have to get rid of LeBron James locker, which I think might be back. I think the LeBron James they locker brought is back, back, right? They brought think, it back. I think I don't know. I, the fact the, that I don't know. The is last time I alarming. was in Columbus, Ohio in twenty eighteen, we were in the locker room. I walked into the locker room and in the middle of the locker room there was a twenty three LeBron James locker yeah. that looked fresh, like he was ready to go play. And I have never been so thrown off by something in my life. You were trying to, you were downplaying it to me. You're like, you know, he's got the king branding everywhere. You have to take it out. If he well, goes I've, to I've, Rutgers, we're, we're taking it all down and we're and we're done with claiming LeBron I, as Ohio State. To be clear, I hate it. I, you I hate it. Of course hate you hate it. it. I was downplaying it. You didn't want me to see just, it. Yeah. You were trying to hide it from You were like, you and Greg were like blocking it yes. out. I'm like, what's that behind there? Is that a crown? And it I was. hate it. I hate it because I've been trying to, to <laughs> donate money to Ohio State basketball since I graduated. <laughs> And they won't even take my money. They're like, it's. They're like, thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Treat me we like have LeBron. The, I'm, I'm worse than the live tour to Ohio State. They're like, we don't want your dirty money. I'm like, what? I, I played here. I, I thought we were family. And they're like, we are family. No, they're like, you need that place. more than us. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> Guys, I'm 35. Like, Guys. I have a great job. Like, what are you talking <laughs> please, about? No, please no. believe me. <laughs> no, we don't, we're not going to take your money. Uh, speaking of Ohio State, my last shout out is uh, CJ Stroud saying that the Ohio State football team would be the Ohio State basketball team in basketball. And I just. CJ Stroud, you're, wow. still, you're still QB one. Um, I, I I still think you're going to lead us to the national title, but we don't need this. We don't, at Big Ten Media Days, he said this. It's become a thing around Columbus. Uh, all the uh, Walmart Ohio State fans that, are don't, that don't pay attention they're to the it. basketball team, that, are like, that's what yeah, they wanted they, to hear. They love it. Yeah, yeah. they're like CJ Stroud yeah. would average thirty a game. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. those of us that like actually care about the university and about the various programs within the university, and certainly a guy like me that. Uh, very closely tied to the basketball program. I that was that that was a shot to the heart, Tate. Yeah, that one hurt. I didn't like that. I don't like that because I've seen I the Ohio State basketball uh, football team was playing open gyms when I was there. Mm-hmm. They're all terrible. Like, like Terrell Pryor was like a top recruit in basketball yeah. coming out of high school. Yeah, he somehow got awful at basketball after like playing football. You know what I mean? Like he just we all know up, what like, football players look like when they go play basketball. It looks like you know. They're playing so, left-handed. I'm calling out CJ Stroud. I love you. Le- please, please beat Notre Dame. Lead the Buckeyes to a title. But you don't need to play the Ohio State basketball team. I'll play you. Come play me, mm. and I'll give you that work, dude. Okay, I, I will. I like. I that. will. I like that. For, for we'll the, film it. 
We'll to unify, it. I'm doing what Michael Beasley does, where he's going to bring the basketball community together. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing the Ohio State community together by giving CJ Stroud buckets. I'm going to play him one on one. I'm going to give him work. Yeah. Everyone's going to realize that if my old bum ass walk on ass can can light up the starting quarterback, then what would Seth Towns then do? Then what would Seth Towns do? He would wreck this guy. What would Tanner Holden do? <laughs> yeah, he would Zed Key's guy. big ass backing down. No one's scoring on Zach. No one, no one's scoring. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? I so, dig that. I anyway. dig that. Uh, one last That's shout it. out for me. Shout out to Roy Williams, my head coach, always oh. and forever. It's his birthday today. Oh, really? Yeah. So happy birthday, Roy Williams. Uh, seventy-two years young. Forever sixty-nine. Yeah, oh. forever sixty-nine. Um, the best, the best there ever was. Uh, you know, definitely a better coach than Coach K. No doubt about it. The dog. The dog. Yeah. Um, it, and Mr. K. That's easy to All be a better K's. coach than the dog. Um, but yeah, shout out to Roy Williams. Happy birthday. There you go. Shout out. Uh, Jim, do you have a shout out? Any shout outs? Uh, Any no. at all? Since Jim wants to shout out Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnatus. Mm -hmm. The uh the uh <laughs> who was Cincinnatus? Wasn't he a Leonidas? No idea. <laughs> he, was, he was a guy that they named the city after. Oh, really? He was? No, yeah, yeah Cincinnatus, oh, nice. but I don't Sorry, I don't I didn't do have my Ohio How facts. do you spell Cincinnatus? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? It's uh, just spelling. Uh, All right. Um, thank you to Dave Odom for joining us. Um, thank you to the Maui Invitational. We are, we are very excited to uh, get back to Maui, and uh, we hope you are too. You have your hymn watch list, mm. so go do your own research. And uh, if I swear to God, if you give us one star and comment that I got the hymn list wrong, you're done. You're, you're done. dead to us. You're dead. Yeah. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. And and I apologize to my mother for dropping F-bombs about that guy, but I really am fired up. And really, if you do listen to the show and you uh, you give us one star because I upset you about Reed Shepard, who I called, by the way, the, I, I said he was my favorite recruit. Yeah. Did I no, not? Did I say listen. like that? Was, yeah, didn't he listen. didn't listen. Just look at the list. He just looked at That's the list. That's probably what happened. Did we get aggregated? I think we got aggregated. Did somebody These did damn a, aggregators. Did someone put a list on like a Kentucky forum or something? Probably. Of probably. my rankings and this guy saw it and didn't even listen and he's like reads my favorite player one star well i take all the back then maybe maybe we can get this guy in the fold and be like i actually like those guys they're yeah. fun yeah. yeah that's what we try to do with kentucky sports radio we're just like give us another chance <laughs> yeah. we'll come in we'll sweet talk them they're like no i don't think i want to anymore yeah i don't I think, think that's so either we moved on uh all right we'll see you guys uh friday bang You know, and we and we love journalists on the show. You know, I'm I'm a Jay, you're a Jay. We're sitting here, we're Jaying off, we're talking about topics. <laughs>